Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike. We're excited to be with you for a second uh, podcast episode about shepherding and church leadership. So last week, if you've caught that podcast, we talked about shepherding and leadership from Acts 20. And this week, we're going to speak about the same subject, this time from 1 Peter 5. So totally get it if you're driving, not the time to look at your Bible. But if you're not, uh, you could follow along with Mike and I. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 5 thinking about uh, shepherding and church leadership. So, Mike, is it okay if I just read a bit to give us a sense of where Peter's going? Yeah. Uh, let me uh, let me just take it. Yeah, maybe chapter 5, verses 1 to 4? Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, Peter writes this. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So a lot of richness there. Mike, uh, what what are the first things? This is one of the, the passages that we often go towards as we think about leadership in the church. Why is it that that First Peter five is significant? What are some of the things that jump out to to us from this section? Sure, and you'll notice right away when you think leadership, this is decidedly different from oftentimes from leadership in the world. Okay, where it's like I'm in charge, you have to listen to me. And and it's interesting that even in non Christian settings, where and we're not talking about the church, we're talking about like you just out in the marketplace, and there are people that aren't believers that are serving in the marketplace. They realize they need to serve those they lead now their their motives might not be right but th- it's just flavored heavily and the mark that even the secular marketplace has latched on to a lot of biblical ideas yeah. because they work now sometimes those can be used to manipulate what we need to make sure is that in the church we're not using any of these to manipulate but we're wanting to mm-hmm. magnify christ mm-hmm. and what you'll notice right away is this is about um, shepherding okay pastoring overseeing and it's really the idea of you're guiding the flock and you're guiding them to graze upon the word of God. If you take this picture of shepherd and sheep, you're guiding them to graze in the word of God and then you're guarding them as they're feeding on the word of God. Totally. Yeah, I see that yeah. picture. I love that picture. Yeah, guiding, yeah. guarding. That's good. Yeah. What, is it, what does it look like for someone to shepherd eagerly? Peter uses that word, shepherd, mm-hmm. you know, don't, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. What yeah. does that look like? Okay, well, first let's go to the opposite extreme. Like if someone's too eager, okay, okay. and they're just <laughs> okay, like, that's good. and they put themselves in charge of everything. This is not a hierarchical thing. This is a servant-hearted thing. And so the eagerness is, you know, like First um, yeah, Timothy 3.1, you know, if you aspire to the office of overseer, it's a noble task. Aspire means you want to and you keep wanting to. But nowhere does it say you asked yourself to do it or you appointed yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're appointed by the church. They recognize God's gifting in your life. And you are then humbly assuming a role, but you do it boldly because you realize God is giving me this and he's gifted me to do this. So you're eager about it. You want to love the flock. You want to lead them to feed on the word and to guide them. And again, not hierarchical, but servanthood and you help and bless people mm-hmm. yeah have, have you seen um maybe even just in generality have you seen how things can go off the rails when things in this first peter section are not remembered among an eldership or, of course of uh, course we see it in our own hearts we've seen we, we see it in different churches at times but where you exercise here's an interesting thing whenever there's a prohibition in the bible it's because we're prone to do something like mm-hmm. that 
So exercise oversight, not under compulsion. You don't need to be forced to do it, but willingly as God would have it and not domineering. See, it, the idea is not, and not, you know, not for shameful gain and all these things. It's because we in our sinfulness are prone to do these kind of things. And so it's otherworldly to do what God says. It doesn't come natural to us. It is supernatural, but it's a beautiful thing to behold when it's in operation. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I, one thing that's jumping out to me from the passages, I just I, I am thinking of, you know, Peter starts off saying that he's a fellow elder, and then he eventually references Christ, who's the chief shepherd who's going to come back. So yes. I, I feel like maybe it's a good reminder to anybody who's in that position of leadership in the church like you are just one baton holder in a long relay and it kind of it heightens the intensity to think that at the beginning of the relay is the apostle peter mm-hmm. you know i mean among other apostles but he's mm-hmm. an, he's an elder a fellow elder you right. know, with the people who are shepherding now and then you have the chief shepherd not necessarily the last one to hand the baton off to he's over the whole process but you know i'm there between peter the apostle and then i'm going to eventually give an account to christ the chief shepherd mm-hmm. so an elder i think should think okay would peter sign off on what i'm doing here is am i aligning myself with his ministry and then what about christ um so there's some humbling stuff there yeah, yeah I, I'm, i'll tell you it's it's like when jesus said look after you've done everything just say we're unworthy servants we are under shepherds we're never the chief shepherd. And, and to, to, that's a beautiful picture to go. There's a long line of hopefully godly men that God has called weak, frail, feeble, clay feet, the whole deal, and still uses us in spite of ourselves. And, and here's the mind-blowing thing. Okay, so we're supposed to do it willingly. We want to do it eagerly, enthusiastically, like with gusto. Mm-hmm. And then exemplary, which would be a model, right? This is the best part where it says when the chief shepherd appears. Because it's like, ah, we're not the chief. Mm. We're just under shepherds. So it takes me back to 1 Peter 2, verse 25, which says this. And again, the motif of the sheep and the shepherd again. Mm -hmm. You were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. That literally is pastor and elder of your souls. Mm -hmm. Poimen and episkopos. Mm -hmm. Jesus is my pastor and elder. But now if you're a church member, you don't go, hey, I don't have to listen to you. Uh, Mr. Elder, right. because Jesus is my pastor and elder. Well, if Jesus is your pastor and elder, you will listen to the under shepherds. Mm-hmm. You and will love to listen to the under shepherds. And that's exactly where Peter goes. The, the yes. very next verse, right? Doesn't he say, yeah. uh, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, all of you with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Well, maybe, uh, maybe just one thought before we start to bring things towards a close, but I, I feel like just like you said, when there's a command in scripture, it's because there's a tendency in the human heart that's warped by sin to reject that. So, you know, why does he have to say, be humble and, and submit to the elders? Probably because the elders are going to tell us things, you know, that we don't want to hear. And then mm-hmm. it, it is a genuine challenge. We need God's grace and the work of Christ to bring us to a place of humility where we're just ready to receive. Yep. Whatever my, you know, whatever the elders are telling me as they guide me from the word, that is what I, that's what I want my life to look like, even when it's hard. So it's a beautiful picture, though, and all of that happening under Christ. Mike, any other thoughts from you as we uh, wrap things up from First Peter 5? I would just say that book that we were reading recently as a church, A Place to Belong, and it was written by a, a Presbyterian pastor's wife, and she had this beautiful paragraph that, it, to sum it up, it was just, your elders are, are, are imperfect men. 
but God has placed them in these positions and just trust the process. You know, let's trust the process as we all trust the chief shepherd. Mm -hmm. Amen. Great way to close. Listeners, hope that was helpful to you. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. We are uh, in the second of three episodes about leadership in the local church. So we'll have one more for you next week from another passage of scripture. But uh, until then, God bless you. Hope you have a wonderful week enjoying life with Christ and serving him. And we'll talk to you next time.